Welcome back from what, man? It's been a day. A day? I know. Well, you know, uh, our weekends. What? Has it really been a day? No, it hasn't, Sarah. <laughs> You've been on vacation. You forgot. We pre-recorded the last two shows. Okay, yeah, thank you. I was really confused. You got real. You actually got looked really, at me and I was like, oh I was my like, God. Wait, where are you going with this? Where are you going? Because I was in Maine. And so I wanted to say, like, welcome back. I haven't seen you forever. But I love taking some time off because doesn't it recharge? Don't you feel like you and I need a break from each other? Oh, my the God. tensions get so tight. And, and we smells. need to just. And the smells. Excuse me. And excuse the, me. Yes, Sarah. By okay. the way, I hope you read that story that I posted all over my social media where again a very very credible scientist by the way this is science people a very credible scientist from switzerland who has dedicated his life to breast cancer studies what causes it is now warning women and men do not use deodorants and antiperspirants with aluminum in them that the evidence is inconclusive it could in fact cause cancer it's, it could lead it's and inconclusive by the way, it, no 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 sarah that it's means not that inconclusive it's, Aluminum actually, in some people, will help grow tumors faster. I will quote you on the story. Who were we talking to a few weeks ago? And they said that for a while they were actually seeking out stories that that only answered the rhetoric they were looking for in life. You do realize, Sarah, that when you find the one story that happens to agree with your point of view, that doesn't mean it's like, They quoted many other scientists who also spoke. Many other scientists? Yes. Two other scientists came through, said, look, this story is true. You should definitely take caution. Do not use aluminum products. Was this article sponsored by an all-natural deodorant company? No, this scientist has studied all types of things, and he says that it is true that aluminum does, in fact, then grow fine. You know what? I'm going to sit there and I'm going to make the sacrifice for everyone out there. Know that I'm sacrificing my body, knowing I will possibly get cancer. Thinks it's deodorant, just so you don't have to deal with my awful stank up. Hold on, I was about to say ass, but I can't say ass. Hold on a second. <laughs> I'm looking for the article. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Thank oh. you. Anyway. I uh, sound so high in that, by the way. Have you ever noticed that on the disclaimer? Were you high? I mean, yeah. I was at Teddy's place. Of course I was big. <laughs> but I just sound especially high in that. <laughs> um, you need to go. Okay, by the way, it's should you really stop wearing deodorants because of cancer risk? That is the article. It is up. Hey, Frage podcaster. You can search Sarah Frazier on Facebook, and it is right there. You should absolutely read it. It's an incredible read. Several scientists and credible cancer researchers come out and say aluminum does, in fact, grow tumors at a faster rate, and it could be extremely dangerous. I will have to take that sacrifice for humankind, okay? If I'm going to get cancer in my 60s due to my deodorant, guess what? At least I had friends up until then. Okay. There you go. You be the one stanking ass and not having any friends, and who cares if you live up to 80 if no one wants to hang out with you, Sarah? I don't know. I don't care. Yesterday, I was on the plane flying back from Maine to D.C., and there was an older gentleman sitting next to me, and I believe that he actually at one point sprayed cologne because he smelt my odors, and I don't even care. Did he look at you and tell you, oh, you smell like Paris? 
Did he tell you that? I feel like that's what an old man would say. No, he did not oh. tell me that I smelled like Paris. Okay. But he, all of a sudden, mid-flight, took out a small little perfume container and spritzed himself. And I thought, I wonder if, because I've gone on to use the bathroom, if my underarm odors, because I did not wear deodorant yesterday, if they had... Dude, they definitely, especially because you wear really thin, like, silky shirts. Can you smell it today? I put deodorant on. Sarah, I sit this far away from you for a reason now. Like, this table could not get any longer. Folks, I am not getting tumors. I am not getting breast cancer. I am doing everything in my possible powers to be healthy. I'm getting ready to do a fall juice cleanse to clear my body of heavy metals and toxins, and I'm doing what I can do. I, on the other hand, ate a, ate some leftover pizza that was solid at least a week old, and <laughs> oh. I've not been feeling good since then, oh, so no. just Gross. throwing that out there. Well, look, we're back. Um, I want to find out how your long weekend was. Mine was great up in Maine. You know, it's always fun to see Ooh, my mom. fancy, fancy. Oh, my God. They are so fancy. They're hysterical, the stuff that they do. Oh, wait, by the way, where the hell are my rabbits? Oh, uh, no rabbits yet. My mom has gotten rid of all her farm animals. Yeah, but I thought she was going to get rid of them and start raising rabbits, and she said she would give me one so I could eat it. Well, currently she's now, like, I guess, sort of, now that she has no animals, she realizes how much work they were. Mm. So now she wants no animals. So she got rid of all of her chickens, all of her goats. Rabbits are gone. Um, What'd she do with the chickens? The chickens she gave to a neighbor who what? had a chicken coop. Yeah. She just felt like she was done. So now we only have, like, two cats and a dog. That's oh, it. and you can't eat those. No, They're not that would good. not be good. They're not delicious. So, uh, anyway, I want to catch up on that. Also, there's a great story, the five ways that men destroy their marriages and relationships. Please, we have to blame it on Ding. the men and talk about that. I mean, I need that. I, I've got to, got to get that. Um, so many of you sent me emails after I talked about my heavy flow and nearly <laughs> bleeding on, you know, my TV co-host's sofa. Hashtag so, post real. Hashtag post real. I will read some of those. They're absolutely great. And then there's a new website that will generate a date idea for you. Do you think this website is really necessary? Are people that at a loss of what to do on a date I will that they say, need a date generator? I would use this, but not for, but not because I'm at a loss. Oh, okay. Okay. I would use this for another particular reason. Okay. Okay. We'll get to all that. All right. How are you? What's going on in your world? I need to hear a full update. Fantastic. I worked all weekend, which is great. I totally forgot it's Thursday, which means that the weekend is literally tomorrow again. Oh, I love it. Fantastic. You look great in your Mountain Dew jacket. Sammy is sporting a very bright green, red. It looks like a mix of Christmas, and it says Mountain Dew. It's a Mountain Dew jacket, Sarah. Okay. <laughs> it's really- only the most extreme jacket you could wear. Looks really good. So thank you. Yeah, no, I've been good. Uh, I actually went. Um, I was going to tell you the story. Um, so I went out this weekend, right? And I've been I've been slaying on Tinder lately, right? Like I've been getting back on the Tinder game. Where initially I had it, and I just would use it to like grab you know profiles yeah. for our Tinderellas and Tinder fellows segments. But I recently actually got rid of the men on mine, so I would only see women. <laughs> okay, I also like got rid of my age timeline, so I wouldn't see eighteen year olds to eighty year olds like. Got at my sweet spot of ages that I'd like to date. You okay, know? okay, and you I got finally, real. And I actually like, yeah, and I changed my like. But used to say like, you know what the difference between a cheeseburger and a boner is? You're not giving me a cheeseburger right now. <laughs> like that was what my profile said for years. Okay, and it was like a picture of me and like a marijuana onesie. Like this was to make sure no one ever swiped right, which no one ever did swipe right. <laughs> so you were successful. Successful, right? I got a few there, but I judged them very hard for that. Um, 
But then I recently changed it, right? Like, put a picture of us doing our live show. I actually put a real profile that says, like, what I am and who, like, you know, like... Things like that. Actually, Ooh. put my job. You know, stuff like that. Right? Okay. Have you have we matched each other yet? Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> I've actually seen a bunch of my friends, and when I see my friends, this is another topic for another time. But when you see your friends on Tinder, yeah, do you swipe right or swipe left? Because I feel guilty. It's so awkward. I feel so guilty that I'll actually swipe right just in case they swiped right. Because I don't want them to see my profile. They swipe right and they go. Oh, what a dick. He ne- like he swiped left to me? Oh, isn't it terrible? Have you gotten to the point, too, where people that you've gone out on dates with that come up? Like, a couple of people that I used to date. Will show up on you your And you know thing. them. You know them. And it all ended fine. Like, we're still good friends. But they show up, and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, what I do I do? I swipe right like, for awkwardness. Swipe right for too. awkwardness. Me, too. I just swipe right as, like, a friend. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, hey, John, you know. And then hey, when it says you have a hot. match, I just immediately go unmatch. <laughs> That's what happens. I just never write them and they never write me. So I figure that they're, we're both kind of mutually on the same page that we well, check for courtesy. But I'll, anyhow, go on. So you, you go on this date. Go on this date, right? And the nice thing about Tinder, though, is it shows who your mutual Facebook friends are, right? Okay. So this girl was randomly a mutual Facebook friend of yours. Oh, okay? really? Like okay. of yours, all right? And in my head, I was thinking, all right, well... And I start looking. I was like, oh, well, she just clearly has been here for a while. She must have, like, radio or TV or something, Right. And so we're out, okay, and we're on this date, and I guess somehow oh, the name Sammy didn't really ring a bell. And so we're talking, and I try to be super humble, like, on first dates. Like, I don't like to talk about myself that much because people don't like that. Sure. I don't really say what I do. I like to just ask, like, stupid random questions, like, what's your favorite food? Craziest thing someone said? Da-da-da. You know, like, stuff like that, okay. right? And all of a sudden, she starts going, she's like, actually, I've been listening to this podcast a lot. Hey, Frage. And I was like, she's like, it's in D.C. Have you heard about it? (laughs) And my ass, because at this point in my head, I'm thinking, there's no way that I'm on a date and this girl's asking me about the show that I co-host. But all right. I go, dude, actually, I have heard about it. I heard it's really good. (laughs) She's like, yeah, no, it's really good. You should totally listen to it. Like, I follow Sarah online. The other guy's name is Sammy, too. Like, it's really cool. Yeah. you do tell her it's you, right? Here's the thing, though. I didn't. And I kept it going the rest oh, of the night no. like that wasn't me. And I was just like, I never said it wasn't me. She just goes, oh, you know the guy Sammy? Like, there's a guy on the show named Sammy. Same name as you. And I was like, oh, sweet. Oh, no. And she's like, have you listened? I was like, well, I don't really listen, but I definitely know a lot about the show. This is bad because now I feel like she's going to just, okay, keep going. Well, here's the issue. Okay. Is then, boom, we leave, hug, see you later. All right, we'll talk soon ghosted she ghosted me hard and i think and this is my issue is i was like well should i text her back now and just be like you do realize i'm that sammy that you were like saying was so funny and da 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 yeah but because I think she, she figured ghosted it and out then, and then she's probably upset that you didn't tell her the truth and she's wondering why you just didn't tell her who you were at that moment no which i do think I don't is think odd she knows. why didn't you say that? i don't think she knows that's the thing in my head i don't think she knows I think that she just thinks that I was just a shitty date named Sammy. But, and, like, I didn't pull out all my big guns. You know what I mean? But, honestly, at that moment, why didn't you just tell her that it's you? I don't know. I was trying to be humble. Is that not humble? No, I think it ends up making you look like you have something to hide. Which, maybe I'm embarrassed <laughs> by you, Sarah. I don't know. There could be a million things there. But at that point, Piss it was off. just the middle of the moment, okay? And I just didn't say anything. I just was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah no, I don't really listen that much. But I definitely know a lot about it. And so, so I think, are you going to text her? I think you should. Well, here's the thing. I think at this point, it's just going to make me sound even douchier. Maybe, like you said, maybe she figured it out and she's just mad that I never said anything. But in my head, maybe she just honestly went on a date with a guy named Sammy. 
didn't put two and two together at all for some reason, which is, A, that's a huge red flag that I should probably focus on. But beyond that, okay. like, she probably just didn't put two and two together, and she probably honestly just like, well, it was an all right date. Not Because we didn't do anything that cool. We literally just went and got, like, coffee at a boring coffee shop. Like, it wasn't fun. It was just, like, us sitting there and talking for, like, 45 minutes, you know? And so I think that at this point, like, is it super douchey for me to be like, hey, thought you should know that that guy you thought was funny, um, clearly he wasn't on that date with you, but he is that guy. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I think you need to. I think you need to. Or do I just continue? I just let it go. No, you can't let it go. Because then the more you let it go, the more it looks like you have something to hide. Well, hopefully she'll listen to the podcast and she'll put two and two together now. That's my goal. That's really why I brought well, this story. I want story. you to save this situation. I feel like that's so odd that th- you would do that. But at this point, I've also realized, Sarah, because, you know, I've d- been doing this for a while. The second I speak about a situation on one of our shows, that situation is pretty much fucked. <laughs> like, at that point, when you speak about it, that's just that's just literally <laughs> nailing the coffin shut. Being like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to talk about it now. Think, think, think. Nail <laughs> Here that. are the nails. Hear the nails, you know, and you're just doing it that way. So, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I no, mean, you got to text her and then let us know. I'm I mean, not we should text, text her now. If anything, I should probably wait like a week and see if she hears this and responds to me that way. I would write, hey, girl, we're doing the podcast live. Yes, the podcast. I'm that Sammy. Now, this is what you day. are. This is You give me the worst <laughs> advice, okay? That's what I would write. Hey, please. So, so you're on a date and some guy's like, they have me as a mutual friend and they go dude have you ever heard this show called hey frage it's this girl named sarah and sammy they do and i go show. that's me that used to happen to us on the radio people would go oh wait oh you're that sarah yeah but it's a date you don't want to be like uh yeah that's me i know i'm pretty awesome i mostly got you know in most of my dates people and i'm not bragging like oh hey everybody knows who i am but for most of my dates people did know who i was and most of the time my dates they would use me to speak at their i was gonna say that's what you normally get hired (laughs) as a they ask you to go on a date but you end up doing a speech somewhere yeah exactly yeah that was probably one of the the i've had two really awkward dates i had one date where the guy asked me out and he was ahead of a an adult soccer league in dc come to find out we went out on a boat on Potomac and I was the VIP guest I was speaking that night and that was our date and then he just gave me the microphone and said could you say a few words yeah <laughs> I, like, I know it was... and I saw the brochure and I was the main guest you don't realize I that like, I will I forever remember that night forever okay I, know, I will I forever remember that night yeah and then that ended up me almost having a threesome you forget that same oh, night. Yes, with I a couple up, of women that were like a couple on women the boat. That were on the boat, and then I'm going, and I end up like the one of them just passed out on the bed. So the other, the other one, I just finished up. But like, <laughs> it was, and I just woke up the next day and was like, "Gotta start walking." I have no idea where I am, but I'm going to start walking that until is she attacks me. Amazing. I, I remember that night. And then the other date that I went on, the person knew me. Their brother called me prior to the date and said, "Hey, this person's a real prankster, and since you're on the radio and you guys are always pulling pranks and and scams, why don't we do one on my brother on the first date and I'll show up?" So I also almost had a threesome, but then I canceled that day because I thought it was really awkward. Because yeah, it's super awkward. I think the guy, and which is kind of funny, but I think he wanted to dress as a clown or, you know, wanted me to dress as a clown. It was really, really Smart. weird. Smart, okay. That makes sense to me. No, it was really Makes weird. total sense to me. <laughs> Those are my dates. They're really awkward. Yeah, but no, I feel like most of the time when I go on dates, I'm getting the date like 80% because they know that I'm on the show. You know what I mean? I know. It is tough. I feel like it's harder for you. I do feel like you get used. Oh, I mean, good luck. I don't have shit to use, so. <laughs> Has anyone asked you to be a guest yet on this show? 
Oh, what do you mean? Oh, any of the women? Like, oh. have any of the women, you know, gone out for a day for you and said, hey, I really think that you should have me on to promote my business? I've had people definitely stalk me now that, like, yes, I've had dates. They go, oh, my God, you know what? Or my sister or my brother has this really cool thing. You guys should interview him. I get that all the time. People always tell me what I should do on my show, which is fantastic. I love your opinions. And at that point, do you leave the date or you stay? No, I go, all right, yeah, I'll think about it. <laughs> Hey, that's an improvement for it you. It is, I know, because my initial reaction is usually fuck off. <laughs> but I said, like, all right, I'll think about it. And then I just never bring it up again. Hmm. But I have had people recently stalk me. Like, people know I hang out at particular bars. And there was someone that actually just hung out at the bar and was waiting. They're like, oh. And they literally came up to me like, hey, I'm a comedian. Oh, I hear you have this awesome podcast. I really want to be a guest. I've been like, wait. Oh, well, let me hear your comedic skills. I didn't say that, Sarah. I said, <laughs> no. That's when I just look at like... Tell me a joke no. right now. That's what I would say. Really? Mm-hmm. What's Absolutely. your favorite joke, Sarah? <laughs> is it what kind of bees produce milk? No. My my new favorite one that I keep replaying in my head is we both saw Dave Attell. And Dave Attell basically did this little mini set about how he loves a woman with a full bush, which I have, so I could appreciate and, and understand this. And he said that he likes to put gummy bears in it because it's like a rainforest there. And I love that. And now I just always think, oh, I'm going to keep my bush because... Have you put gummy bears in there yet? I haven't yet, but I really want to. You got to make sure that the Haribo gummy bears. I put a little Playmobil in there, though. (laughs) A what? A Playmobil? Yeah, a little Playmobil horse. Like a little horse figurine (laughs) you just put in there? I wanted to see if it would get lost in the, you know, yeah, it was out in the bush. And then what did you do? Just galloped it around. You should honestly start taking pictures, like set up dioramas on your bush, <laughs> and then just like set up entire scenes, like get like Lego oh, men. Oh, that's a great you idea. You could have like, a cowboy Lego guy yes. with the horse, they you know, could have a lasso. A scene. And then, yeah, put like a little piece of cactus in there, and then boom, take a picture. We can make, actually, patent pending, that's our new website. Okay, we're, <laughs> we're doing gonna this. We're going to call it what? Oh, God, I have to think of a name now. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. I had some extra Playmobil at my house, at my apartment, so I was like, oh, this would be fun. Yeah. What if you just called it Vaginorama? So it's almost like a diorama with vaginas? I think so. Mine is a rainforest. You could absolutely, things could, you could definitely have like a fight scene and people could hide. That's good. That's awesome, actually. <laughs> okay, speaking of down there, I've got to read. So many of you guys sent us great emails. And um, after my little, you know, that time of the month fiasco that I had on um, a TV reporter's sofa whoop, about whoop. a week ago. Yeah. So I just want to say um, all of you guys are great. Now you write anonymous in the emails. No one wants to be identified. Everyone says, come up with it. Guys, I'm telling you this. Stop writing the word anonymous. Put down a fake name. We don't know the difference. Um, well, we do have one from T-Money. So T-Money. That- there you go. That's a great name. T-Money, I appreciate that. <laughs> so T-Money, um, lots of people write, Sarah, you need to, after hearing your whole fiasco, I have some recommendations for you. Try the Moon Cup, the Luna Cup, the Diva Cup. All those are great options in addition to Thinks, you know, the underwear. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Anonymous writes to us, probiotics are from pro and biota, meaning pro or for life. They're live bacteria and yeast. You guys were having that conversation a couple of weeks yep, ago. Fucked up that one. Sorry. And are good for your health and especially your digestive system. We usually think of bacteria as something that causes disease, but your body is full of bacteria, both good and bad. Probiotics are often called good or helpful bacteria because they help keep your gut healthy. Just I thought some, I would add that for you guys. I need some probiotics. Anonymous says, I love the podcast. I look forward to it every Tuesday through Thursday. I'm so sad I couldn't make it to your live podcast show, but believe me, I'll be at the next one. Ooh. Keep slaying. Yeah. Um, 
Um, also, this one is from T Money. I'm totally with you on the major flow once a month. Ha ha ha. The second day is so uncontrollable. I was at a Blimpies one time eating and I had to make a dash to the bathroom and sure enough, I had bled through onto my entire jeans and straight through. Shout out to Blimpies, man. When the hell was the... Where the fuck is there a Blimpies nowadays? Where is there a Blimpies? Hold on a sec. Can we go back to that? I'm going... Does Blimpies even have a website? I have no idea. T Money goes on to write, so I quote, cleaned up, changed everything, walked back out and continued eating. Oh shit. There is one. Oh, it's like an hour away from us, but there's one around here. Once the workers weren't in front of me, I made a mad dash for the door because I'd known that I'd left something behind in the booth. I don't have any advice, just wanted to let you know that you're not alone. Thanks, T-Money. That's the anonymous name there. Oh, wow. Yeah, Sarah, you got to drive like an hour to find a Blimpies around here, but there are Blimpies still. <laughs> hey! I know what it's like. It's an embarrassing situation. I can't imagine. You know, and here's the thing. For anybody, have you seen that yet? Have you, I thought like, you were going to ask me, have you dealt with that? And I've been like, well, I've sharted more than I'd like to admit as an adult. But outside of that. But now I feel like we need to hear from, like, where has someone bled on your at your store? Because like, I bet furniture people, I bet restaurant people, they must see it all the time. Because I got inundated with tons of emails from women who've had the major overflow. Oh, I remember my first experience ever with this. Okay? I was in my Mock trial, seventh grade. You know, remember mock trial where you did like pretend to be a lawyer and shit? Oh, you probably didn't do that in Maine. We didn't do it in Maine. You guys had like mock lobster, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. No, the only thing we did was dissect uh, a shark. Okay, but we this never was really an actual like, after school fun. program, oh, right? So you could no. actually, you would do this after school and you'd be mock trial. You'd like work on a case for like an entire, like, you know, half a year and you go like compete against other schools or want to be the prosecution, want to be the defense. Oh, awesome. No, mock we never trial. did this. Okay, well, anyway, so I was in mock trial, right? And this girl sitting in front of me, Christy, stands up. And I just see this, like, huge red splotch on the back of her thing. And I have, by the way, I have no idea what the fuck's going on, right? I thought she was dying. And I was oh, like, no. and I was like, oh, no. And so I look at this girl next to me, Aaron. And I go, Aaron, Aaron, dude, I think Christy's dying. And Aaron looks at me. She goes, oh, my God, that's her period. Hold on. Pulls her sweater <laughs> off, walks over to her, wraps it around her. She's like, what? I'm just going to the She goes, yes, take the sweater. <laughs> And then after that, I remember going home, and thank God I had the internet, because it took me a solid, like, 45 minutes, because AOL was so slow then, but I finally figured it out, and I I will always remember that first experience in my mind. Stuck with you. Stuck with me, dude. I thought she was dying, and Aaron was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Literally just, boom. Um, Okay, some other emails that we have to catch up on. I know you and Sammy go back and forth about wishing people happy birthday on the show because it's not live, but Jen M. listens to you guys religiously. I promise. Her special birthday was October 4th. Um, If you guys could please, please, please make an exception this time and wish Jen M. a happy birthday, maybe even play the Eagles song, that would be an amazing and perfect way to start her year. The Eagles song? (laughs) The Eagles song? What the fuck? How old is this person? What the, hold on a second. God damn it, Jen. I knew you would love these emails. Jen M, the Eagles song? So what? You want us to sit there and be like, okay, guys, let's put this in the show real fast. Hold on. All right. Happy birthday, Jen M. Here's your request. Hotel California. And she showed me the way. Oh, yes. Jen M, you enjoy your birthday. Live on WDIK. Welcome to the Hotel California. Jam! Happy birthday, Jen. This is the fucking most ridiculous shit I have ever done in my life. I thought you'd get a kick out of the emails. These are all real emails we've received. And they requested the Eagles. 
Who the fuck let their well, grandma get on? My like, question was, does the, did the Eagles have a happy birthday song specifically? Yeah, it's called Hotel California. She says a happy birthday and maybe even played the Eagles song. So I don't know if they had a birthday song or what. No, but anyway. Stevie Wonder has a birthday song, but the Eagles definitely don't. Actually, hold on. Happy birthday, Eagles. Let's see what pops up on okay. the YouTube. Because I thought it might be. Nothing. I, I, had to, I had to send the, or write, read these emails to you because we get the best emails. By the way, send us anything. If you have a story you want us to talk about, a great topic, Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at HeyFrage.com. Over the past week, I've received some of the funniest, most hysterical. I mean, these are them. Also, I thought you'd love this one, okay, from Anonymous. Sarah, being a fabulous fashionista, is it tough to not be judgy when you have to emcee so many fashion shows? Oh, my God. (laughs) Are you kidding me? People don't realize. No, I don't like about this, okay, is I genuinely go out. Don't hate. I buy my my own clothes, okay? I look at things. I go, that's cool. I'm going to buy it, okay? I don't look like other people on the street. I have my own unique sense of fashion. And Sarah, you literally pay someone to shop for you. I do, I do. I actually, and I, I just hired a new stylist. She's that, coming this Saturday. That is fucking fantastic. To shop my closet. It's, well, I wanted to admit that to the person that wrote this to me. So look, I do. I hire a stylist, a closet shopper who comes to my house. She puts together outfits and takes a picture of them. So all I have to do is literally look up the photo. The whole outfit is done, and that's what, that's how I get dressed every day, much like a Mark Zuckerberg. You know, you know how, how I he do is? It? Like one hoodie, that's me. Bill well, you know Belichick, I, get, I hear you. I literally get dressed. I look on the floor. I go, what's closest and what smells least? Oh, God. Boop. <laughs> that is so going to change. Like I say all the time, once you start making real money, and you're going you're gonna to go so Hollywood so fast. I don't fast. think I'm going to. Here's the thing. I, the only time so I've ever fast. dressed Hollywood, right? The only time I've ever dressed like nicely on a regular occasion is when I'm in a relationship. Because they judge me. I dated this girl that she was, you know, I date people that are a lot smarter than me for the most part, right? And so they take me to their fancy work stuff, and everyone's in a suit, everyone's in a tie. They, she would, like, they would expect me. So I always end up looking nicer when I'm in a relationship. But then when I'm single, honestly, I just don't care. Like, yeah, okay. I don't have to care. Because guess what? I'm not going home to deal with somebody who's going to be like, you wear those socks two days in a row. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but I flip them inside out. So they're different now. Like, I don't have, you know, like, right now my dog, he doesn't care. If anything, he likes the smells. I'm sure he does. So, I'm good. Well, to answer your question, I don't usually, I mean, I guess I have opinions when I host fashion shows, but I feel like. Are you judgy? I feel like I'm more judgy than you. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you're way more judgy. I don't judge. I mean, most of the fashion shows that I host, I feel like a lot of the designers are great. Sometimes you go and you're like, what in the hell is this? But for the most part, I think they do a really great job. I'm really judgy just because a lot of them take themselves really seriously. I think that's, if, if anything, it's like too much. Yeah. Too seriously. And I go, yeah. you do realize that as like as you, re- you read an entire paragraph about this vest and explained it in such eloquence. But I look at it and all I can think of is, holy shit, that looks like Chewbacca. I'm sorry, I get it's some fashion thing and it's whatever, but it just looks like Chewbacca. And they don't like it when you say stuff that's that just obvious. I completely agree. So I'm not that judgy. I feel like Sammy's probably more judgy. And I like most, I mean, I would wear, I want to continue to be like super eccentric the older I get. I really want to be like Joan Rivers. I just like see over you. the top, tons of plastic surgery, like a mix of Joan meets Dolly Parton. 18 bangles on your wrist just because <laughs> you don't know. And you're like, but I pick out these 18 specifically every day. 
I want my spirit and kindness to never change, but the diamonds to be real. Okay. <laughs> I, I like that. That's that's working for something right there. Um, also, one last one, and this is specifically for you. This is from H. This is an email that we received over the week. Okay. I would really like Sammy's opinion on this. What's a mother up, of a 15-year-old lesbian daughter... Uh, recently asked me for some advice. She stated that her daughter is dating a Muslim girl whose family does not know she is gay. And the mother, my friend, is concerned because her daughter is asking her to keep it a secret because she's afraid of what her girlfriend, the Muslim lesbian girlfriend's parents, might do if they found out. I'd like to have Sammy's opinion on this situation and how it's handled in a Muslim family since he's Muslim. Uh, my friend is concerned that the Muslim daughter will be disowned by the family. Is this a reality? She is also concerned for her daughter's well-being, getting caught in this situation. I'd appreciate some light on that topic. Thanks, H. Um, what are your feelings? I mean, I can be straight up honest with you. My family, as much as I love them to death, they have very, very small minds when it comes down to LGBTQ to, like, really? issues. Very, very small. Like, I have family. Like, I joke because I think it's my generation, right? Our generation, like in America, we're kind of used to it and we're fine with it. You know what I mean? But I look at my cousins and they literally have never dealt with any sort of homosexuality. They never, you know. Really? From Tunisia? Like in Tunisia, in Tunisia there's like, there, I've, I've met maybe one guy that was openly gay in Tunisia my entire so life. Everybody is closeted. They're no closeted matter what. a lot of places. I mean, a lot of places it still is criminal. It's not really, I mean, it's. It sucks, right? And it's something that people are definitely working for. But I think that they're just like a generation behind, unfortunately. So, I mean, at this point, I don't know. So this mother Here, I had friends of mine, okay? I have Muslim friends of mine that I have... Actually, here. Friend of mine, we went to the mosque together growing up. I knew her family very well. She's a lesbian, okay? She knew it when she was a high schooler. She knew it when she was a teenager. But she just waited until she got on her own before she said anything to her family. And the reason she did so was because she goes... Then she's independent. Then she's independent. Like, you're not really... Held. Like, why... Just in case... Like, you got to feel them out. Like, I don't know. I could have definitely told my family, and they would have been fine. I think okay. my uncles and my aunts and stuff maybe would have thought differently, but... Your I think dad would have been fine. I mean, yeah, they'd have been cool. They'd have been like, whatever. Like, I wouldn't have been cut off. I wouldn't have been, like, sent to the streets. So I think you got to gauge the family because you're thinking... Just like with any family, you know, like if they're I find super it weird, conservative, any, okay. super, I find it weird that you're asking me this because, like, well, as a Muslim, well, guess what? There's liberal Muslims and conservative Muslims, just like Christians, you know. Well, Sarah, as a Christian, what would you recommend to this person? And be like, well, it depends. Are the is the family, you know, a, a conservative conservative family, or are they a super liberal family? I think she's or trying to gauge middle? in general. In general, Muslim Americans are, are Muslim they, Americans are definitely in- inclusive. If they're Muslim Americans, right, then they are definitely inclusive. They're probably more open. They're, they're more probably, open. Okay. They know because think about it, this point. I mean, they're getting prejudiced against too. So why would they prejudice against somebody else? I think that's a good idea. So gauge I, the family. You have to gauge the family. But I mean, I like I said, I've had friends though, but they came from a much stricter family and a much stricter household, and they waited till they were independent. <laughs> How do you feel? I thought the most interesting part of this email was that the daughter is asking her mom to keep their relationship a secret because of her Muslim girlfriend. Yeah, because moms will sit there and, like, she'll think she's doing something good by telling them, but she doesn't realize that she could get that, you know, if that family endangering. is... Yeah, but not endangering. But here's the thing. I just think it's a way, like, they'll, sh- you know, like, they'll ship her ass. Like, I've had friends that, like, I know people that literally, they told their parents they were gay and their parents had shipped them back home. Like, shipped them overseas to finish school overseas where they wouldn't have any of that gay temptation. Like, and it's... It's stuff like that doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? So you're going to ruin this but girl's life. But would you then allow your daughter to date somebody who has, a... has said, hey, I'm not going to tell my family that I'm gay? Yeah. 
She's a 15-year-old, Sarah. 15 uh, is, like, way too young. Yeah, I would say this. A 15-year-old, and at this point, like, you... I'm not going to say it's like a... It's not like a phase or anything like that, but at this point, she will have... How many different girlfriends between now and the time that she really but wants? But aren't to- you worried for your own daughter's safety? Let's say for let's say for argument's sake that this girl's family is very conservative. They're Muslim. not going to go after the daughter. They're going to go after their daughter, not the girlfriend. You think? Yeah. Why would they go after the girlfriend? Like you guys make a, this isn't Law and because Order SVU. Know- They're not doing like <laughs> sacrifices because you disown the family. Like that shit doesn't happen. You know what I mean? I think the bigger the bigger picture of this is. When you're when you have a 15 year old and that 15 year old is asking you to keep a relationship secret, is that right? And I feel like that would be what's hard for me as as, as the a parent. parent but hold it's on, like, oh, it's like it's your kid's I keep that? relationship. It's not yours. And I think this mom is just getting herself way too involved. Honestly, like I've dated girls. Yeah, before. but you're I dated, worried no. about your kid's safety. I, I feel like I would say to her, I feel like my thing to my if this was my daughter, I would say, look. I think you should end this relationship. I think you should be friends with this girl. And obviously, if you're a lesbian, that's fine. But I think it's dangerous to be in a situation where you're not... This girl is 50. The other girl is 15. The Muslim lesbian is 15 years old. She's not independent. So it's like, hey, my responsibility as a parent is to tell my daughter, you guys can be friends, but you shouldn't be in a relationship until you can be honest with everybody. No, they're a 15-year-old, Sarah. Okay, when I was 15, I dated a girl whose parents refused to let her date a Muslim, right? It was very, like, must be Christian, must go to church. Okay, what did you, this. all right, did you tell your parents? My parents knew, and I, they kept their fucking mouths shut. Even though they'd see them at school stuff, they never, like... Would mention like, oh, that they were together. They they, I would tell my kids, do nothing, not because, date them. But at this why? Stage. But you're, but hold on, you're punishing your child for what other parents are doing. So why would you do that? Because I don't think you're old enough at 15 to really realize all the ramifications. And I think you have to take into account your own child's safety and that girl's but safety. That, but no one's going to get hurt, Sarah. By you're that, making it sound like... that 15-year-old lesbian Muslim girl dating my daughter, my daughter's also putting her at risk. How? How is it? Because if her parents are very conservative and they don't want her dating women... Then they'll tell her, you, you guys are breaking up and you can't see her again. But they could be blaming my daughter for making her gay. Oh. That's not... I mean, that could be really dangerous. I really? would say, I would say, look, you guys have to be older and more independent. That's a little outlandish to be like, well, they could accuse my daughter. I think that's pretty. I Parents think that, are crazy these days. At they don't. Fifteen year olds, and I go at a fifteen years old. This is when you need to make. This is when you need to learn all these lessons and make all these mistakes. Okay, I did that, and I kept my relationship hidden, and we kept it secret, and I had to go and like she would leave with her friends, and I would pick her up at the end of the block, and we'd go on dates, and we'd do stuff like. And guess what? I learned. Okay, that I didn't want to do that anymore. I learned that wasn't an appropriate relationship. I learned that I needed to be honest because it was going to eat away at you. You're not like I think that by telling your kids no and stuff like like at 15, I go great. This is a prime time and a prime example for you to be learning from. Like you should be taking this example, this time, and really just going, all right, let's give it a whirl. Can we do this? Can we keep it a secret? Can we actually maintain this relationship? Will it work? What's going to happen? That's the only way you find out. I don't think you have to worry about blaming or killing or anything insane like that just because they're Muslim. They're not going to do that. Well, I'm not... I'm like, more worried about this. Little, I'm worried about this 15-year-old's own safety if her family is conservative. If they are open, I think it's fine. But I think... But I would, even if they're conservative, would you be worried about like a Christian girl if she had a conservative parents? Would you be worried about her and her family? Yes, absolutely. Please, I've got tons of crazy Christians in my family. And I think you have to worry about other people's safety. I think she has to come... She has to realize that she's gay, come out to her family. And then if they want to date, 
fine. But I mean, I don't want my daughter dating her. And then, like you said, they end up shipping her back somewhere. I mean, my daughter was a a participant in that. That's like scary. Yeah, but I mean, it's just that's love. I don't know. You have you ever? Oh my god, when you're 15. Yeah, but have you ever tried to talk logically to a 15 year old? There's no such thing. That's why at this point, I'm telling the parents the best thing for you to do is like, cool, let them crash and burn. Let them go along with it. Let them figure it out. Let them keep on dating. I don't think you should get involved at all. Let them, like, look at best case scenario, it's a fairy tale. Worst case scenario, they learned a lesson and she's still fine. You know, she'll come out in her own time. I don't think that it's anyone else's, like, you know, if you want to come out when you're 18, you want to come out when you're 25, you want to come out when you're 60. I don't care. Come out when you want to. That's your own choice. You know, it's no one else's choice to be outing her, I think. All right. This is a fascinating discussion. Yeah, lots of parents. Yeah, lots of parents can weigh in on this. You can follow us on social media at HeyFrase, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E, on Twitter and on Instagram. Sammy is at the Sammy K S A M Y K on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. I'm HeyFrase Show on Snapchat. But or you can email Sarah at HeyFrase.com. I would love to know parents' opinions. Mm. Yeah. Sammy would let him learn a lesson. I think I'd get involved. Yeah, this is why I down. can't ever have a kid. I feel like I'll be so controlling. This is why my kid's going to be walking around in crutches most of his life. <laughs> I'll be like, well, I told him to learn a lesson. <laughs> You're not going to let your kid get beat up. I want to get to a couple of stories, too, that are that are trending. Um, trending? I don't think they're really trending. I was going to say, does anything trend anymore? No, no, I hate that word. I don't even know why I said that. Um, here, do you want to talk at all about this story, the whole Kim Kardashian heist? I know we were out for that. Do you believe it's fake? Wait, but I've been hearing stuff that, like, Kanye West now is being charged with, like, jewelry insurance fraud. Really? Like, I've been reading all this random stuff. That I, think at this I think the point, whole thing's fake. I know it's so convoluted and it's so ridiculous that I just, here, I'm doing my part. And ignoring it. Okay, should we just ignore That's it? That's the best thing I think you can do because the fact that this is a story and people are missing out on other stories that are way more important over this shit, <laughs> the way you keep on doing it is by talking about it, you know? Giving it airtime right. is – so I honestly, I ignore the story. Okay, fine. I ignore uh, that. Here, my new thing is I ignore the Kardashians and I ignore weather because oh, weather I reports know. are such bullshit. These people get paid a lot of money and a lot of money to be like a meteorologist in this area to be wrong 50% of the time. Like – if you worked at Taco Bell and you were wrong 50% of the time, your ass would be fired. You know what I mean? If you worked at any other job and you did 50%, like 50% of your job was wrong, you'd be fired. So I don't listen to the news. I don't listen to the weather anymore. I heard there was a hurricane coming. Couldn't give a shit. Um, someone told me this on the way in this morning. And then I ignore all the Kardashian stuff. Well, I, I agree with you. I guess my only thing that I've been so frustrated about is I'm like, are people having empathy for them? Because this is so fake. Her, her bodyguard there, that Pascal guy, has... Uh, two weeks ago, declared bankruptcy in his so-called security company. Then she easily slipped out of the plastic ties and was able to get herself free. You do know this is staged, right? Like, they are desperate. They will do anything to stay in the spotlight. And this was so staged. I mean, like I said, that's why oh. I'm just not talking All about right, it. All right, fine. We're moving on. Um, how about this? A 102-year-old woman on her bucket list, she wanted to get arrested. So police um, obliged and arrested the woman so she could cross it off her bucket list. Good for her. He came to the retirement home and put her under arrest for disorderly conduct. I hope she said, don't tase me, bro. <laughs> That's real. Like, that would have been the money right there. <laughs> this is in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, the woman was at the Five Star Senior Center. They put her in handcuffs. They called her public enemy number one. They put her in the back of the cruiser. Eddie Sims is her name. Edie. Sorry, Edie Sims. Yeah, but now she's going as Eddie in the slammer. <laughs> A lot can happen in three hours. She's quoted as saying, quote, handcuffs and all, I really enjoyed my ride. 
That is probably the whitest thing I've ever read in my life. Like, nothing screams white privilege more than this fucking story. Like, nothing. Really? Nothing. Yeah, man. Come on. How do you now. know? I didn't even tell you she was white. Maybe she's black. I don't care. The fact that it's like it's still privilege. She is white. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> because who's like, oh, it's so fun getting arrested, going to jail for an hour. No, Sarah. Come on now. She apparently is a has been an upstanding citizen for many years, but she said over the years she always thought she had a bad streak and wanted to explore it, but she never did. Um, she gave advice after she was bailed out of jail. One of the other people from the senior center came down, bailed her out for $100. She says, keep going. Don't ever stop. Whatever it is you're doing and spend some time doing community service because sometimes the person you reach out to and touch is the only person that... They'll talk to in that day, said Sims. That was her parting words as she left the jail. I wonder how many grams of cocaine were sold in the streets of St. Louis while the police <laughs> were doing this. Like, that's my She's Oh, give her. Look, this poor thing. Let her have her moment. She always wanted to get arrested. I wanted to get arrested. <laughs> I mean, if you lived to 102, what would you want to do? Honestly, at that point, if I was 102 years old, I'd want to be in jail. <laughs> Why? Because healthcare is going to be so fucking expensive to keep a hundred and two year old alive. Go to prison, oh free healthcare, God. how hysterical! And free dental. How funny was that? I loved that. I'm like, oh my god. Would you That's have something like that, sir? Would you want to get arrested once in your life? Uh, no, I don't feel like I feel like I still could get arrested. So I don't feel like you won't get arrested. You don't think so? No, you'll never get arrested. I can already see, like, here the thing is, once the cops show up and they give you that first warning, you're like, okay, yep, no problem. I'll see you guys later. See ya. I don't really have a desire to go to jail. I'm trying to think of what I would want. Yeah, what what would you want that's on your bucket list? Well, I think at 102, I would try drugs then. Like, I'd probably try coke or something. At that point, Sarah, you're on so many drugs to keep yourself alive. (laughs) A little bit of weed's not going to do anything. (laughs) Like, I think I might start smoking weed every day then. Every day by then? Yeah. Because what else are you going to do? You sit in a wheelchair anyways. Maybe I'd get a tattoo at 102. A tattoo? Yeah. You, you understand. You make me sound like a horrendous person right now. <laughs> you make me sound well, horrible. I'm, sorry, I'm like all tatted life. up. I've done so many drugs. I've, uh, yeah. What else would you want to do? 102, what would be your bucket list thing? My bucket list? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I've always wanted to pee on a public bus. Oh, that'd be good. Because I peed on the Metro once, and it was so invigorating. Like, just that feeling of being like, I can't hold it anymore, and just, like, peeing. Releasing on public property. Releasing on public property, like, in public was pretty awesome. Oh, that's a good idea. I think I'd like to have a giant food fight, too. Ooh, a food fight. I see I've had a food fight. Like, an actual, like, we bought, like, 80 tacos from Taco Bell one time and just... I've had a good food, yeah, but I I feel like I don't do that anymore. Um, Maybe a pie in someone's face, like a public figure. God, you are old. Are you going to also request to see the Eagles one last time? (laughs) Yes. I'd like to see Hotel California. Mall of America says they're closing for Thanksgiving, first time since 2012. Yay. Do you think this is the start of a new wave where people now are going to go back to closing on holidays where companies are? I think it's fucking asinine that someone that's making millions of dollars a year as a CEO or a vice president or a VP or whatever bullshit they want to call themselves, Mm -hmm. they can sit there and tell someone that's making minimum wage... Hey, by the way, guys, we know we don't pay you that much to begin with, but now you have to sacrifice your holidays and your family time to, to, to deal with consumerism in America. Like, if anything, the, the, the biggest issue I had was it wasn't like my dad stays open on Christmas and on New Year's and on Thanksgiving and all that stuff, right? Okay. But guess who runs the stores those days? He does. He does. Because he lets his family, he lets his, he lets his like, 
employees. employees go spend time with their family. You know, and so my dad always volunteers every year. I mean, I remember being a kid. I brought in the year 2000 in my dad's mini mart, staring at the lottery machine until it turned to midnight. And I was like, "Hey, dad, happy new year!" <laughs> like that's our life. You know what I mean? Like, and that's and I think that. But you don't see these CEOs. They're not going in and be like, "Hey, I'm the one that's going to work on on Thursday. Right, I'm the one that's going to work off. on Friday." They're taking time off to spend time with their families, and they say they deserve it. So other people that have the opportunity to take time off are just going to go spend money, like. You can go get that anytime you want to. Well, they'll be closed for the entire Good. day, and they're not going to reopen until 5 a.m. Friday, which is a real change from their tradition. Over the years in 2012, they opened at 8 p.m. on Thanksgiving night. Uh, then they opened at 6 p.m. with the trend when it was, like, really hot in 2014. But now they'll be completely closed the entire yeah. day. So Good. people are loving that. They're getting a lot of love for that. Thanksgiving, the only thing that should be open, Chinese restaurants, nice restaurants, and movie theaters. Well, you're, you're getting it. Boom. Do you think men are, are more responsible for the demise of relationships? Absolutely. <laughs> As a man, I'll tell you what. I thought you'd say this story is sexist because it's, it's the 10 easiest ways. I'll just give you the top five, but it's the 10 easiest ways that men destroy their marriages and relationships. Let me get my dinger ready. <laughs> Um, if you want the whole list, I'll put it up on uh, on my Facebook page, which is Hayfresh Podcast, later today. Um, but here's what they say. Okay, so tell me if you think these are the top five. Okay, uh, men that don't take responsibility. Oh God, yeah, dude, absolutely. Can whether gonna, there you go, that's me. Okay, whether it's an addiction, an affair, poor performance in your life, many times husbands point to the wives mm-hmm. as the reason for their weaknesses. The she makes I, me drink because of her nagging. I cheated because she wouldn't take care of me. I'm doing poorly because she never encourages me. You think men do that a lot? They oh don't my take God, responsibility. Yes, that's all I do. I always point the finger back at them. Really? Always. I'm like. They're like, well, Sammy. It's like honestly, if you weren't harassing me all the time, I wouldn't have gotten high before I met your parents. Like, but you looked like an asshole. And I was like, well, it's your fault. But really, it's my fault. And I know it's my fault. Wow. Uh, number four on the list, taking all the fun out of sex. Yes. When you confuse sex with intimacy, it's no fun. When you only focus on your own, oh, it's no fun. When you only show interest in your wife, when you want to get lucky, it's no fun. When you uh, devalue the depth of your sexual relationship with crude jokes and pornography, it's no fun. Oh, actually, what I do don't agree with this anymore. <laughs> I was going to say my biggest issue okay. is like sometimes in relationships you start and when you're first doing it, you're literally just having sex, you know, okay. and then as you get more like in this relationship, then it becomes a lot more of just like, hold me, kiss me, do that. It's like 45 minutes. I'm like, dude, we used to be able to do this in seven minutes when we first started dating. <laughs> and now it takes me a whole half an hour. Because there's a lot more involved yeah, to the romance side. Yeah. Uh, number three on the list of these are the ways that men destroy marriages and relationships. Uh, always trying to, quote, fix her. Even when she doesn't always say it, your wife sees you as her strength, as the barrier of her burdens. When she comes to you for help to lighten the load from the weight of her world, it's a compliment. She knows you can handle it. Rather than trying to resolve and repair every issue, however, try to just listen to her. You might even ask if she needs a solution or just an ear. You think that men don't do that? Oh, I do that all the time. You do? You well, you I, try and fix her. So you instead of just listening to her, you're always trying to fix the Well, situation. because you tell me an issue, right? Here's the thing. When I talk to my guy friends and I tell them about a problem of mine, I'm not telling them the problem because I just want them to listen. I want them to help me fix it. Help me figure it out. Okay. You know, hey, guys, I've been trying to do X, Y, and Z, but I can't figure this out because Y and Z just isn't working that well. They go, well, dude, why don't you try this? 
That's it. So when I'm in a relationship with somebody, okay, and we get to that point that we're like friends, you know, because we're in a relationship together, you're going to come in with a problem, and I realize, well, you can either come and bitch about this to me for the next five days, or I could give you an answer, and here's a solution. But they never want it. And it's like, well, I, I don't know. There's got to be a fine line where I get you on me to you listen. You just listen, yeah. Yeah, but I don't want to hear it five or six. Like when I but know do you say to her, hey, do you, do you want my advice or do you want me to just listen before the conversation goes? So you're like recognizing that she needs. No, I hear the argument. I hear what she's complaining about. And I go, oh, God, this is going to be like a weaker. <laughs> Maybe two. I should probably nip this in the bud right now. I love all these. Uh, number four on the list of why men destroy relationships, leaving her alone. One of the quickest ways to destroy your marriage or partnership is to leave your wife alone. What this the means fuck? that's all they want. <laughs> that is bull. Everybody that likes Sammy just you know what? I just need my space. And so guess what I no, do? No, this is my problem. This is my relationship right here. This means things like spending long hours at work and following it up with a beer or several afterward with the guys. Uh, ding, 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 yeah, ding, ding, ding. Well, guess what? Then if you, you get were fun, home and you don't engage with her or your children. I'm sorry, but I think that is a huge Sarah, reason. Why. I just worked my ass off. Okay, and if we want to go and celebrate, and here's the thing: I don't think you realize, but a a lot of my work actually goes on, like with Snacklins, for instance. Okay, Logan and I will go have a meeting, and after that meeting, we'll go have a beer somewhere. He's telling his girlfriend, like, "Oh yeah, I'll come meet you later on." Blah blah blah. Like, I'll postpone stuff, and we'll have that drink. But at those little like powwows, we're just having a drink and like decompressing is where we think of a lot of our best stuff. Okay, but you have to do that in moderation. I got news for the logster. He better pay attention to his girl. Oh really? I bet he can't wait to hear this advice. <laughs> and lastly on the list, closing off to her, women exist in an integrated circuit. The mind, the body, and the soul are closely linked. I so agree with this. So hurt feelings affect the entire system. I understood none of that, just so we know. <laughs> none of that. I am so on. I love this list. A wife whose spirit is crushed may suffer from fatigue and confusion. Like a strand of Christmas, Christmas lights, when one light goes out, they all go dark. Okay, but I if, love this list. That is so freaking true. This is exactly why men. This ruin list is so sexist, Sarah. Actually, no, initially I thought not. I was going to agree with this, no, but now not. I don't. Okay, it is, Sarah, because it's sitting there, it's like as a man, if I decide to sit there, I was like, Sarah, okay, you know that I've had issues, and I got in an argument with my mother earlier today. My entire light fixture is broken right now because one light is out. You guys would call me the biggest pussy ever, okay? I would be chastised for not being able just to, like, man up and do it. Like, pull up your big boy pants. But yet, all of a sudden, in this relationship, a woman is supposed to be emotional. She can have all this emotion, and she can have all this caring. I want some, too. I want to be a little think, spoon. I think you can get it back, but I think that men go long periods of time neglecting that. I think that's what they're saying. These aren't things that just like, you know, if you've got awareness and you're checking in with your significant other, I think the biggest problem is men don't check in emotionally. I don't think they realize that women need so much emotional check-in and men don't need that. So therefore they don't do it. And then they wonder why their relationships go to hell. So I should be texting her throughout the day being like, so babe, yes, still pissed? Even in this relationship, I check in with you. I try and check in with you emotionally and you shut down and you get so angry. I'm like, um, this what? is good. When the fuck do you do this? <laughs> I, I say, hey, I think we we should have weekly meetings where we should check in with each other, see what we liked about stories and stuff. And you're like, Sarah, I don't, I'm not going to do that. Yada, yada, yada. I'm like, no, no, I'll show Whoa. up to these meetings. It's just that sometimes we sit around and it's a lot like, all right, like you're like, I don't like the meetings when we have other people around. You know oh. who I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. 
All right. Well, I'm going to get to two other stories here. Um, This date spot. What do you think of this? Datespotdc.com. For our D.C. fans, um, if you're here in the D.C. area, this is a new website that will generate date ideas for you. You pick a neighborhood, activity, and the ambiance, and you search, eat, drink, explore, and it will come up with an actual date idea. Do you think this is useful or absolutely ridiculous? Um, I actually think it's pretty cool. Uh, And the reason is is because I find that... um, like, would you want to go to Atlas Arcade? That's a hot date for them. Dude, going to I the g- arcade. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm dude, not I, going to the I arcade. I go to that arcade actually on the regular, Sarah, first off. Oh, well, they have I- TMNT there. <laughs> and the Simpsons. Uh, this spot gets a... They Also, you get to rate the date, the date spot. So this one has a four out of five stars of people who went there and absolutely loved the date. It also gives you a breakdown of games that you should play there. I mean, I, it's, I, mean, thing, I like this idea because when I think of dates, right, especially that first date, I mean, just like, fuck it, let's go get a Bev. I'm not going to waste my time, nor do I want to waste that much money, right? Okay. But then if I actually like the girl and I go on dates two and three, I find myself trying to almost overdo it. Okay. Where, like, I'll find, like, this really cool event or this really cool exhibit. I was like, all right, well, my friend's hosting this fashion show. We can stop in, get some drink. Like, you know what I mean? I try to make it look really cool and really fun. But a lot of times when I do that, it actually ends up setting the bar, like, setting the bar almost unrealistic expectations. You know? Ah, gotcha. Whereas they just, they're like, well, okay, well, if there's this date, he's taking me to, like, a really nice dinner somewhere. And, like, and the chef is coming out and serving them food. And then all of a sudden we're going to a concert at a club, you know, that he has VIP passes to. I don't really know if I want that on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Because people really want, like, a normal, regular, everyday life. And I find that second date is such a huge indicator of that that a lot of times when I do this crazy shit, ah. in their head they go, if this is his second date, like, fuck, dude. He's going to be out all the time. He's going to be out doing shit. Like, he's not going to be a realistic. I just really okay, want a nice so date. You like so I would use that date to dumb down my date ideas. Yeah, give me something lazy. Give me something shitty and easy that everyone's thought of that she'll be like, you know what? That was an adequate date. He wasn't too crazy. I think I could actually well, stay with him. apparently, here's a, a popular one, which is if you want to go on a date, this was last week, but anyway, if you're looking for a hot date spot with Atlas Arcade, great news. One of the date ideas is now they have a newest addition, the Simpson Pinball Party. Yeah, man. I'm telling you. Simpsons, baby. Who's up to challenge for a high score? Bring your date there. Hashtag DC Nightlife and DC Date Life. I will say, like going to like arcades yeah. or pinball bars are probably some of the best dates. Dates you can do. DateSpotDC.com uh, if you're looking for a date generator. I know you're not into that kind of stuff, Sarah. I'm but into this video cute. games. I'm into video games. I played a PS4 or I looked at a PS4 when you, I was up in so, Maine and I played Lego uh, Jurassic Park and I thought I can get into this. I like these little guys. You played a children's game on PS4? <laughs> With my 10-year-old niece. I'm sorry. Uh, she can't play. What is that one? Um, she should be shooting you know, things. What's that one where they have prostitutes and everything? Oh, uh, blah, 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 Grand oh, Theft Auto. Grand GTA. Theft Auto and Vice City Rehab Life or whatever. I'm not playing those. I don't so, need any more violence So you're in making my her life. play like a Barbie game and a Legos yeah. game? She wants Lego Marvel for, okay. for Christmas. I thought, well, this is fun. I could get into this. You should get her to watch Luke Cage. What is Luke Cage, by the way? You haven't... What? I haven't watched Luke Cage at all. No, Dude, what is it's that? blowing... Oh, my God. It's, it's Okay, it's part of the Marvel Universe. Oh, okay. All right, and he is... Um, and I he is like their... He's like their... It's like a black superhero, you know? But he's very... He doesn't, like, have a team. He does it very incognito. Oh, my God, the show's amazing on Netflix. You really? haven't watched it? 
I gotta watch. <gasps> Dude, it was so big, Sarah, it shut down Netflix when you were gone. Oh, I know really? you guys don't get Netflix in Maine, but here in the other contiguous states, um, did you just fart? Is that what no, I just heard? No, I didn't fart. Did no. you? Hold on. No, I did not fart. Right, someone just please rewind that audio and tell me if you heard the squeak, too. Because my headphones are in tight, and I heard that I as well. I did not fart. Oh, go on. Right, go anyways. on. Well, no, Luke Cage, it's an amazing, amazing oh, show. Oh, I gotta watch, right? It is fantastic. Like it's super good. It's Marvel. Dan's gonna love it. You and it's here, and it's real enough that they they're not like there's some superhero aspects to it, but he's very like regular. You know what I mean? And he likes to like live his own life, very off the grid. Oh well, this so. is good because I had to watch Gringo. Like the uh, bizarre life of uh, John McAfee last night. I watched that. You know, you know, I'm obsessed with documentaries. I love documentaries. I'm getting ready to watch the Amanda Knox one tonight. I love documentaries. Oh, uh, the Amanda but Knox one is good. John McAfee is bananas. Yeah, the bananas. Ma- oh, I bet so. Yeah. Yes, he used to want. He used to hire prostitutes to come over, and he cut a hole out in a hammock, and then poop on. He wanted them to poop on him. Which is <laughs> okay. That is. I'm sorry. This guy is so crazy. I actually feel weird even talking about him. He's so bananas. Sarah, it's called the Chili Dog, first off. Oh, gross. You never heard of that before? Anyway, um, look, we're out for now, but October 7th, Friday, October 7th, Markov's Haunted Forest, 7 to 9 p.m. Get your tickets. Sammy and I will be there Mm. with the zombie dating game. You're not going to want to miss it if you are in the Poolsville, Maryland area, if you're in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, uh, Markov's Haunted Forest. So come join us, and you can get your tickets on their website, MarkovsHauntedForest.com. What? You want to say? What? You you mean the middle finger or the peace I want to say no. Try my chili dog. Oh, God, Sarah. (laughs) You should have really looked stuff up before you say it. Bye. Bye!